Welcome to the Kinetic Enterprise, built to evolve, presented by Deloitte. Your host for the program is Bonnie D. Graham. This program will set up your business for the future with topics centered on the four pillars of the Kinetic Enterprise. We'll focus on case studies and best practices designed to move you to the next level. Now, here is Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, 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 welcome. If you listen to enough of my shows, you know that means I have four guests today. Let's see what our topic is. This is important to every company everywhere. I don't care what industry you're in, what your maturity footprint is. Listen up. We're talking to you. Innovation is not an option. Just let that sink in for a second. Innovation is not an option. You've heard it. We mean it. We're going to help you get there today. So no matter what your organization's next step is for its ERP, the ability to quickly deploy new products, new services, new capabilities, and business models will be essential. It is essential for achieving outcomes and thriving amid disruption. Listen, we're in just about the cusp of October to November 2020. We know new definitions for the word disruption around the world. For many businesses, the key here will involve core to edge innovation, combining the strengths of an ERP with industry-specific cloud apps and core extensions. We're not going to get deep in the weeds, but we'll take you where you need to go. Join today, we have Deloitte and SAP Transformation Specialists on the panel, and they're going to discuss the how and the why of core to edge innovation. Our conversation will explore real-world examples, and that's what you all want, of how organizations are using core-to-edge architecture to avoid building application and data islands. You've heard about swamps, you've heard about lakes, well, we're talking about data islands. Leveraging a clean ERP, cloud solutions, and platforms first approach to simplify your IT and accelerate innovation. Today, I'm welcoming Deloitte's Chip Klein-Hexel. Chip, we're on video here in the room. We're on Zoom, and I can see you, so if you want to wave for the video, Chip, welcome back. You've been on with me many times. SAP's Isabel Petzl. Isabel, welcome. Newcomer to Deloitte's The Kinetic Enterprise. We have Deloitte's Arjun Krishnamurthy. You've been on with me before. Hello, Arjun. And Eric Case, another newcomer from Deloitte. And we're going to be talking about the kinetic enterprise, innovating from core to edge. As the gentleman said at the beginning, I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Very happy to be here. We've got a packed house, so much information to share with you. Let's go around the table. I'm going to ask my guests to please introduce yourself very briefly. Chip Klein-Hexel, you're up first. Take about two minutes. Tell us what you do and what makes you a person we want to listen to about this topic. Chip, go ahead. Hey, Bonnie, uh, I'm a leader in our in Deloitte's SAP uh, Enterprise Performance Practice. Um, I, I serve clients across consumer, retail, automotive, and wholesale distribution, uh, focusing on finance and supply chain transformation, enabling with ERP and cloud technologies. Uh, I'm also, within Deloitte, I serve as our U.S. Innovations and Offerings Leader, uh, focused around all the different assets and accelerators we bring to bear uh, for, our, uh, for companies across the world. Um, and, and helping them innovate, leveraging technologies such as SAP and SAP Cloud Platform. So really excited to be here and uh, excited to be here with the rest of this panel. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chip. Always wonderful to work with you. You've been on with me several times and it's nice to see you come back. And now back. let's go. Thank you, Isabel, one of our newcomers, Isabel Petzl. Please introduce yourself to the audience. And similarly, why are you here, Isabel? 
Good morning, Isabel Petzold um, out of San Francisco. I work for SAP and I lead there the customer innovation strategy. So that means I work with enterprises around the globe, all industries, all sizes, to really help them in their transition from um, on-premise into the cloud and really innovate mm. at scale using our platform, using our technologies. They have significant investments over decades, right, in their ERP applications that we now extend uh, through cloud technology, um, driving innovation at scale. And that is what really is also my passion um, throughout the decades, really help them using the latest technologies to innovate um, their core processes. And now, especially during these times, uh, really bring them uh, through the leading edge, bring them to a very customer-centric um, digital approach uh, to get the most out of their investments that they have done over the decades. Thank you, Isabel. Customer-centric digital approach. I think you nailed a couple of good key phrases in there for us. Thank you very much. Lovely to meet you. Thanks for waking up early. It's it's 9.06 here on the East Coast and you're in San Francisco. So we know she's got a beautiful background with lots of lights and, and uh, traffic behind her. It's, it's an SAP background virtual, but we know it's probably still very dark out there. So thank you, Isabel, for waking up early. Arjun, Kristen Murthy, welcome back. Why don't you reintroduce yourself to the audience in case Maybe there's 10 people who don't remember you. Go ahead, Arjun. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Bonnie. I'm Arjun Krishnamurthy from Deloitte. Uh, I'm a leader in the tech-enabled transformation space. Uh, I spend most of my time with uh, large consumer companies, helping them achieve their uh, business outcomes uh, with innovation using the next-gen capabilities and technologies like in-memory computing, machine learning, and cloud. I'm happy to be here to, to share thoughts and what's happening in the marketplace. Thank you very much. Good information we're expecting from you, Arjun. No pressure. And now let's go to Eric Case, another newcomer. Eric, please do us the honor of introducing yourself. Why are you here? Hi, Bonnie. My name is Eric Case, and I sit within the enterprise platform or enterprise performance platform in SAP within Deloitte as well. Um, I've spent my career serving clients across many industries, but mostly within the wholesale distribution and consumer product space. Um, and I've been able to kind of make my career focused on the big, hairy, complex uh, global transformations and, and typically always a, a business-led, IT-enabled type of mentality uh, around those transformations. Um, also within Deloitte, I get the opportunity to work with a bunch of very innovative and creative folks that are tasked with bringing some of these impressive solutions that are harnessing the, the bleeding-edge technologies that Arjun mentioned a moment ago. Um, and actually bringing those new solutions to marketplace with tangible solutions that address some of those business outcomes our clients are trying to achieve. Thank you, Eric. And you brought in another key word that goes with innovation, creative. You said innovative and creative people, right? Creativity, curiosity, ability to be agile, flexible, see a different big picture perhaps than what we all thought the big picture was. Look what happened in 2020. Now is the time in the show when I have asked my guests to please send me a quote from a movie or a song, something that will cling, ting, ping the memory or the thoughts or the intrigue of our audience around the world. And you'll learn a little bit about what they like in terms of movies and songs, but more important, they're going to take a quote from that movie or song and they're going to relate it to the topic in their own words. So we'll get to hear how creatively they think. Speaking of creative people, Eric, thank you very much. Chip Klein-Hexel has sent us a quote from, well, it's one of everybody's favorite movies because it was a big hit in 1986, the American teen, teen comedy film, 
Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And it stars Matthew Broderick as Ferris Bueller, a high school slacker who skips school for a day in Chicago. And Mia Sarah, the actress, played his girlfriend, Sloane Peterson. So I'm going to set up the quote for you, Chip. I have the line that comes before the line you picked. If oh, you'll right. Forgive me for that. So Sloane, played by Mia Sarah, says, what are we going to do? And Ferris, Matthew Broderick, says, the question isn't, what are we going to do? The question is, what aren't we going to do? Chip, what does this have to do with our topic? This is a great quote, by the way. Go ahead. First off, fantastic movie. I, I, I You challenged me, Bonnie, because you came asked me to come back with a movie quote. And I, I thought back, this is a movie that I, I, I grew up loving. And so I, I think about tying this to this, the topic and innovation and Eric, Eric, it's, you know, nail on the head in terms of creativity. And for us as technologies, working with companies, right? It's all about what can we do? What creativity can we apply? And how do we stretch the boundaries in terms of what we can do from an innovation standpoint for helping companies and helping industries around the world uh, really create new business models, new concept, new product offerings, you name it. And so I really thought this, that, that quote hit the nail on the head. It really does. Chip, uh, when I have guests on, on many of my shows who say, but I don't have a favorite movie or a favorite song or I don't remember any quotes, I usually send them a list of things to, to spark their imagination. And this may be added to my list of okay. iconic quotes. What aren't we going to do? R- really, really great. You really nailed it, Chip. Thank you very much for, for stretching on that one. Isabel has sent us a quote from another very iconic and favorite movie, Rocky Balboa, 2006 film and portrayed of course, by the one and only Sylvester Sly Stallone. And uh, let's see, it was written and directed and starred Sly Stallone as underdog boxer Rocky Balboa, the sixth film in the Rocky series, which began in 1976, 30 years earlier, in the Oscar-winning Rocky movie. So here is the quote. Isabel's going to tell us what it has to do with our topic. It's I'm going to try and do a Sylvester Stallone impersonation, but it's not going to really work, so forgive me. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. Isabel, did I murder that or was it okay? You did pretty good, Bonnie. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You might become my favorite Rocky these days. Rescue me here, Isabel. What does this have to do with our topic? Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. But you set the tone, although it's a bit brutal, the quote, but I think it's the brutal (laughs) truth these days, especially when you think about every enterprise in the world. Yes, of course, you need to hit hard and you need to basically always hit new markets and be on the forefront. But the key thing, what we especially see these days with all the change going on with disrupted supply chains, um, with all the change happening in the world, you don't know what's next. And that is what enterprises need to be prepared. They don't know what they will be hit next with. So they need to become resilient in the way to react and be proactive about whatever change is coming, no matter how hard they are hit by. We see that especially in the crisis these days, you need to be prepared as an enterprise for the next thing to come. You don't know what the next thing you get hit with. And that is where you also need a resilient enterprise, a resilient platform um, to innovate quickly and cope with that change. So that's why I really think, although brutal, it's the brutal truth. And I love, I will, I will now use that quote more often <laughs> to really hit the moment that we are all in right now. So well put. And Isabel, you just introduced another key word for our discussion, resilience. I've forgotten that word. I use 
agility, nimble, uh, fluid, able to pivot, but resilient. And that goes with innovation, doesn't it? You have to be resilient to say, well, we tried that, but we got hit. We're going to get up again or we're going to try something new. Speaking of which, that leads me into a nice segue to the quote from Arjun. Arjun has sent us a quote from another. Boy, you you really all picked wonderful movies here. Eric, I haven't peeked at what yours is. We'll get to it in a second. Uh, Arjun sent us a quote from Finding Nemo, 2003 American computer animated adventure film. And this is a quote from Dory, voiced by the one and only Ellen DeGeneres. And Arjun, I listened to the clip on YouTube yesterday. It's the first time I've actually listened. And it's a whole song. Dory is singing to Nemo and it's annoying and it's wonderful. And he tells her to stop. And the quote is, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, 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 swimming. And that's the quote, just keep swimming. So Arjun, you have to rescue me here, please. What does this have to do with our top? I think I know, but go ahead in your own words. Thanks, Bonnie. Yeah, th- this quote always brings a chuckle in me because uh, we see a lot of us do that and almost get into that sort of a rut. And we can't afford to be in that rut of doing, doing for the sake of doing. And for example, you know, we had, oh, we need to implement the next gen technology. We got to go, we got to transition to cloud. We got to go digital. But <clears throat> it's so imperative to ask the question of why we are going and why we are doing. So shifting the conversation from doing to being something and what is the North Star and ask ourselves that question because in that movie, Dory has that amnesia and the focus is on just the action of doing. So, so it just reminds us that we can't afford to forget the fundamental objective of you know, what's the purpose behind all our actions. Thank you. And what's interesting is Just Keep Swimming really speaks to resilience, which was something Isabel brought up with her quote. And I have to tell our audience that we don't get together and sit around a virtual table and say, okay, let's all pick quotes that relate to the same word. Let's all pick quotes about resilience and getting up and not dealing with disruption badly, but getting up and trying again, keep swimming and keep fighting. And we don't do that. These are all coming independently from my panelists who understand why we love these quotes. So thank you all. Eric has gone to the dark side. His quote is from a movie called Inception, a 2010 science fiction film. It stars Leonardo DiCaprio as a professional thief, ooh, who steals information, ooh, by infiltrating the subconscious of his targets, ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm just, and who else was in the movie? Uh, Let's see, Michael Caine, Marianne Cotillard, Ellen Page, Tom Hardy. Interesting. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, very interesting. So let me read the quote. You put it all in caps here. And the character is Dom Cobb. And here we go. Dreams feel real while we're in them. It's only when we wake up that we realize something was actually strange. I have no no impersonation <laughs> for that at all, Eric. So rescue me. What are we talking about here? Go ahead. Thanks, Bonnie. So, you know, like Chip said, you challenged us with with these quotes. I, I sent something in and you said, that's way too business and easy to, to relate. So, so give me something else. Um, and Inception was an easy movie to follow because it's one of my favorites. And, and there's a lot of quotes that I went back and forth. But this one to me, I think is just, you know, the easiest way to think about it is the epitome of forest through the trees. Um, you know, we get so wrapped up in what we do in the day to day. And there's a very real essence to that when you run businesses too. And so we see many companies that struggle with, you know, it's the way we do it today. It's the way we have to do it tomorrow. Or you get these principles that get you ingrained. And it's not until you move on and recognize what that next evolution is or that next innovation is that then makes you look back and go, wow, remember when we used to do things that way? Um, And it seems like forever ago. 
Uh, and then I also thought it was very relevant for now because we're all waiting to wake up from a dream these days and go, wow, remember when we used to wear masks and stay inside all winter and summer long? <laughs> Absolutely. I, w- I was thinking about that. We are all in what could have, a dream. I'm going to go as far as to say a nightmare, a day <laughs> mare. Remember, there, wasn't there a Donna Summer song in the disco era about a day mare? I can't remember. A nightmare, a day mare. I was a, I was a disco dance queen back in the day. Yes, I was. And I remember listening to the lyrics of some of the songs and they were interesting, but I digress. This is not about disco. We are moving ahead. We're dancing along. This is the part of the show where I've asked my guests to each send me a couple of interesting statements with their point of view about our topic. And just to refresh, if you're just tuning in, this is the Kinetic Enterprise Built to Evolve presented by Deloitte. And our very important topic today is the Kinetic Enterprise Innovating from Core to Edge. And my panelists are Chip Klein-Hexel at Deloitte, Isabel Petzel at SAP, Arjun Krishnamurthy at Deloitte, and Eric Case. And Eric spells his last name K-A-S-E in case you're looking for Eric with the C. There we go. So I'm going to go to statement number one, Chip Klein-Hexel sent to me. And Chip, let's keep this really, really tight. We have a lot to talk about. So Chip, why don't you expand it for about two minutes, and then I will quickly go around the table in the order in which we started, which would be Isabel and then Arjun and then Eric, and ask you each if you dare to agree or disagree with Chip and keep it to about a minute and a half each, and then I'll pick a statement from Isabel. We'll do the same, and let's see how much wonderful content we can share, insights we can share with our audience. So Chip said, now more than ever, companies are faced to come up with innovation, digital, new business models, and concepts at a pace that the typical ERP cannot adapt. Cloud platforms are a must for defining new solutions and apps at speed. A lot of key words there. Chip, please unpack it for me. Yeah, I think if we, well, 2020, first off, right? So everybody, as you said, Bonnie, in the intro, disruption coming from all angles. I mean, and many companies forced to quickly pivot, whether you're the automotive company who decided to quickly create ventilators, whether you're a food service company who decided, hey, I need to pivot and, and ship product to retail stores. They, you had to be able to quickly evolve and adapt to new business models. And the, the speed at which, you know, changing within an ERP sometimes can take too much time. And it's through cloud platforms and innovation at the edge where, we can, where we're seeing companies be able to actually move at pace and, and the speed of business, right? And what I think about with that is, is that it, it's, companies got to be challenged to think about how do they set up a, a landscape or an environment that as they get faced with new disruption, because it's still going to come, or as they want to innovate and be more creative, how do they do that and do that fast? Long, long gone are the, are the times where we could take six, nine months to go do something. We need to do something in weeks and a month. And platform, cloud platforms we're seeing are enabling companies around the world to be able to do that. Uh, Chip, I'm going to ask you one question before we move on. Isabel, I'm going to tee you up in a second here. But Chip, for anybody in the audience who doesn't know what at the edge means, could you just give us a very succinct definition, please? Yeah. So to me, what it means is if you think about you have your ERP, where your core functionality is, things like order processing, financial processing, procurement processing. But there's all the different differentiation that you may do or that companies may do to be able to uh, set themselves apart. And there are tools such as SAP Cloud Platform and others out there where 
you can put that differentiation and it doesn't need to be in the midst of your very beginning or you're the middle of an end to end process. You can do it around the edges. That's the, the best way I can say it in layman's terms. Thank you very much, Isabel Petzold. I'm going to set you up for agree or disagree with Chip. Anything you want to say, go ahead, Isabel. I could not agree more with Chip. I mean, first of all, Chip, you're spot on, right? Our enterprises have decades of investment, decades of data in their ERP systems. That's their, I always call it the holy grail. That is how they operate on a day-by-day basis. That is what they have to run as efficient as they can. But given those disruptions that are are coming on a day-by-day basis, and they are coming even faster, that are coming even more bigger um, these days, they have to have an environment where they can do that innovation without disrupting their core. But they have to connect those innovations, those edge innovations to their core business operations and sometimes even tweak it depending on what the requirements that, that they have coming quickly from the market. So they have to be prepared to have a platform where they can innovate at scale, because it's not little tweaks that they have to do. It's magnificent, huge processes uh, that they need to adjust, that they need to build new digital experiences, even on using new technologies, using artificial intelligence to almost, let's say, renovate their core on the edges. And that is why that edge innovation really becomes vital. And as you said, a platform that they need to quickly um, react to that change without disrupting the core. So having those two things in parallel, a stable core that runs as efficient as possible and a platform that is agile to really build that innovation at speed, at scale, will be vital for their future success. Isabel, thank you. I'm going to go to Arjun in a second, but it's interesting how you use the word disrupt. You want to compute at the edge, you want to do all your innovations, but you don't want to disrupt your core. So here we are in the midst of disruption. Everything, everything in businesses is disrupted. And and Chip, you mentioned automotive. I I was shocked. Uh, I host a show uh, with the Original Equipment Suppliers Association, OESA, Automotive Insiders. And we have people in the industry. And I learned months ago that the automotive production lines in the U.S. were stopped to a complete halt for 45 days. Disruption. OMG. Seriously? Complete halt? Who knew? Who would? It, it, these didn't even happen in the Great Depression years ago, these types of things. So, Isabel, I was very intrigued. You don't want to disrupt your core, but you have to deal with the disruption going on in the market, in companies, in industries around the world. Very well put. Arjun, join us. Agree or disagree with either Chip and or Isabel, both or either. Arjun, what do you think? I completely agree with both. And I wanted to add an example that sort of brings us to life where Chip was talking about you know, financial processes, right? The, the core financial processes are sort of built to last and established. But for one of our clients, we were implementing um, computer vision. So instead of trying to build that innovation in the core, we were able to just pluck it as a microservice that's already available. And all of a sudden, in a few weeks, we were able to give that innovation right off the bat by connecting those edge, you know, innovations that are already available as a platform that they could start to use. So that way you don't have to wait um, for a complete implementation cycle like the way Chip was selling. You you can actually leverage existing services that are out there that are being provided uh, through these cloud platforms. Thank you very much, Eric. Join us, please. What do you think? 
Well, normally I love to play devil's advocate, but this is kind of a <laughs> tough one to disagree with. <clears throat> you know, I actually grew up in the edge solutions in the sense that I, I started with planning. Um, it's kind of where I, I began my career. And that was always something that got bolted on to whatever company's ERP solution. And so the concept of the, the edge has been out there a long time. I think what we're seeing is uh, that evolution starting to come to fruition. And really it has been for the last five or 10 years. And so what's really happened, I mean, people think about ERP this way already. I'm not going to go reinvent the wheel and build my own ERP. And then that slowly made its way out to edge solutions. And now it's completely def- changed the definition of edge solutions to the point where what you have is, you know, the global scale and the globalization, we, we are basically getting disruption and it's now driving more disruption in the sense that the fact that we've standardized these things and we've connected people in a way that we haven't before and we've now harmonized and understand problems within industries, within uh, cross industries. And so what you have is that concept that we already have around ERP. I'm not going to go build my own, you know, standalone ERP system that is in-house built. That's, that's a thing of the past. Well, now edge solutions have come up to that same thing. And if you've got a problem, there's probably a microservice out there for it, or there's a technology that's going to solve that micro or that, that issue um, in a way that's going to cost less, take less time, allow you to respond quicker. And it's probably going to be a way that you adventure down that path going forward. And it's no longer about solutions that support our strategic advantage. It's actually going to be solutions that create our, our strategic advantage. And I think we're on that tilt point um, within a lot of different industries with the companies that we talk to. And it's no longer just, this is my business model. This is what gives me the advantage over my competition. So the system has to do this, this, and this. It's, that's now table stakes. And it's, how do I drive my business to stay ahead? I, I don't want to be leapfrogged. Um, and these technologies are popping up all the time. There's a lot of science projects out there. Um, but when you look to these microservices and edge solutions, people have already blazed some of these paths, um, a lot of them, in fact. And there's solutions that are tangible and bring to life these new technologies in a way that we hadn't thought of before or that we hadn't seen before. Thank you, Eric. Chip, thank you for a great conversation starter. Great starting off point for our roundtable. And thank you all for great comments. Yes, it's it's hard to disagree, isn't it, Eric, even when you want to play devil's advocate when you simply can't. But you've all added such great thought leadership to Chip's point. So thank you very much. Isabel's up next. Isabel, you sent me a very interesting statement. It's number two on your list. You say it is about bringing the business outcome back into focus, not so much about the how, but the why. So we want to talk about why is the why so important, W-H-Y. Isabel, why don't you take us through this, and then we'll see what your co-panelists have to say. Isabel. Right. I think the why and the business outcome is really centered or the foundation for, for every innovation companies even consider to invest into. We see that especially now in, in the situation uh, where every enterprise is, is stretched, every enterprise is hit by, by disruptions that they need to basically react on and deliver the right business outcome. It's not about playing with technologies and, and, and basically just, just using them to improve something. It's about using those technologies to arrive at, at bigger business outcomes. We see that now with customers having to change their supply chain, having to basically uh, create a new customer experience. It's all driven 
through a purpose. It's all driven by a very specific uh, business outcome and enterprises will only invest in those outcomes that help them to survive, that help them to basically be able to compete in the new, new normal. So the business outcome is really the centerpiece of where innovation um, is focused around. And the key element um, that is, is really important for, for enterprises to get to that business outcome is the time to value. And that is why the underlying platform and the approach to innovation is so critical because the faster they can get to the business outcome, the more competitive they will be in the market. And that is also to, to bring it back to our topic of innovation at the edge. That innovation at the edge allows them to get faster to that business outcome. Thank you. Very interesting. A lot of provocative thoughts in there, Isabel. Let's move on. Arjun, please react, agree or disagree with Isabel. I dare you I, to I disagree. While I agree with is, is, Isabel, I also want to call out that it's not the obvious, right? It is actually that it goes back to my quote on the let's keep swimming. Yeah, you don't want to sink, you want to swim, but let's keep swimming towards that North Star, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and establishing that North Star and, and the, uh, is what I, we feel it's, it's sort of missing in the market. We, I think that there's a huge risk out there where, um, you know, a lot of people are innovating for the sake of innovation and, and missing that central question of why. So I believe it's not that obvious these days and, and we want to bring that you know, return to why, if you may, so that we keep asking the question why, what value, and start with the why and not with the how, because there's a chaos of how, right? We hear cloud and digital and omni-channel and like all of these things are the how, but um, to, to Isabel's point, we got to make sure that these are, you know, are not opportunities where the clients are investing in in a fear of missing out uh, thought process, but more of a, that is the nirvana, that's the North Star, and that's the why we need to be doing. Thank you very much. Eric Case, join us, please. Thoughts, either agree or disagree with either or, or both. I, I have to agree with Isabella, absolutely. Um, and it makes me think of the concept, we got so busy asking ourselves if we could, we never stopped to ask if we should. And, uh-huh. and the concept of why and sticking to that what is the business value? How do I drive speed to value? Those are important factors. I already mentioned companies are taking some of these bleeding edge technologies. They buy a license or two, they ask somebody to play with it and they, they're basically science projects, right? We don't really know what we're going to do with it. Uh, we know it's important and we know that we want to leverage it. We just don't know how. And sitting within our innovation center within Deloitte and, and building these tangible assets, um, it's been a challenge and it's something we challenge our people with and we, we always use our, our you know, experience with the companies we get to work with to help drive and anchor those solutions to really say, yeah, we see this problem. Yeah, this is a real issue. Uh, yeah, this is really beneficial. Um, and to me, it's the difference between adaptation and innovation. Um, when you don't ask the why and harness everything that you do around that, you end up with the same thing with a slight tweak or a slight twist, a new bell or a new whistle. Whenever you anchor it on the why and you have a destination and an outcome you're trying to drive towards, you don't go too broad. You don't go too narrow. You end up anchored to that. And that's how you achieve true transformation. Um, 
when you leverage some of these technologies and bring them into your business and into your processes. Thank you, Eric. A lot of good words in there. Chip, join us. Thoughts? Love this. Um, I'll say, you know, what we're seeing is the there's a there's a risk of there being a gap between transformational efforts and actually getting business value. And Arjun said it well, companies can get caught up in the chaos of how. All the different things of and solutions and solutions they want to create and lose sight of the actual outcome that they're looking to achieve. And it's when you focus, like Isabel said, on actually achieving business outcomes and then determining, all right, what's the ecosystem of technology that I need to go support that? That's when you can truly get business value. If you start with this solution, we often find you may have square peg round hole because you have a solution, you have an idea, but it may not align to the actual outcome that you're looking to get. So it's all about determining what's the outcome you need, then what is the ecosystem of technology that can get you there across cloud solutions, machine learning capabilities, artificial intelligence, you name it, to then get you the results you're looking for. So spot on. Thank you. Isabel, great conversation starter. Anything you quickly want to say back to anybody who responded? No, I think um, we, we all see, as Chip said, um, we, we see exactly that that challenge um, that, that enterprises have to, to tie back the business outcome um, to, to their journey and realize that at scale. So the, the better we can help them to achieve that through technology, the better they are set up for the future. Thank you. Future is a good word. Big word here, right? The future uh, is any second after I finish this sentence, that was the future and it's now gone. Think about it. That's how fast it goes, right? I host a show called Technology Revolution, the future of now. And I tell my listeners, if somebody tells you the future is already here, tell them they're wrong. That was yesterday's future. Today's future hasn't happened yet by definition. So we're talking about this future. Now, Arjun, you're up next. And Arjun, I'm looking at statement number three. This is interesting. Sounds a little provocative. You say, we are seeing tech giants lead the way across all industries in agility and evolutionary mindset. And I like that word mindset. Built to last is not sufficient to thrive. Arjun, unpack this for me, please. Absolutely, Bonnie. And the, the, the idea is, you see, most of our um, corporations and companies in the marketplace are in some form directly or indirectly um, competing with the tech, technology giants. Um, what I mean by that is the, it sets a new tone on how we want to be evolutionary. So it's not just the, uh, the whole COVID environment has accelerated uh, the, the shift to being agile but your, the marketplace and, and the, even the customer expectations. I mean, five years ago, you know, two-day shipment was uh, brilliant. Today, one-day shipment and uh, anything beyond one-day shipment becomes you know, irritable. So the, the expectations have been raised and the, the bar is raised. So something that we built to last for a few years ago is no way sufficient to thrive. So the, what we have done is seen is that the, the bar of agility has all of a sudden risen so much that 
your ERP capabilities that you built to last, and then traditionally you would have big versions come up every five to 10 years, and you would invest in that journey, and you're like all set for the next 10 years, that is not sustainable, right? We have, we have in fact, even in our, in our uh, with, with in the market, we start stop talking about uh, leading practices because in most cases, you know what used to be a leading may not be anymore. Um, how how can our organizations be nimble, agile, and and resilient? To your earlier point, that becomes sort of so highly um, elevated, and that's where I feel this whole edge capabilities where somebody is already thought through. Um, in that that cutting edge capability, it's available as a microservice. How can we leverage that and and then you know jump into the next generation of evolution of our our internal capabilities? So that's 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 what I wanted to throw out there because I feel it is um, it is a big challenge in the market. Definitely, Eric Case, please join us. You're sitting next to Arjun, whether you knew it or not. Go ahead. <laughs> I think Arjun brings up a good point, uh, but I wouldn't hit so much just on the, the competing with these big tech giants. It's valid, but also technology is completely changing the way that every industry operates. Um, and I know that's a bit cliche and it's a bit outdated, but what I mean from that is, I mean, just think about the concept of influencers driving consumer products companies mm-hmm. and, and marketing campaigns and engaging your, your customer base through platforms that didn't exist three years ago, four years ago, five years ago. Um, that's a, a rapid pace of change. And then, you know, you look at just how much, you know, Amazon, everybody talks about, and it, it's very relevant, but there's so many companies that are looking at how do they integrate into that or how do they leverage um, that platform that's out there? Cause it's not just a company of Amazon. You can go shop online. It's a platform. And anybody can sell on there and they can create wholesale distribution require, you know, agreements with companies to distribute. And, and so it changing the channels of, of retail, uh, changing the channels of how you direct to consumer sales. And so I think that when you look at those concepts and how quickly they change and these platforms come up and they disrupt these, these markets mm-hmm. and these industries, um, whenever you sit on a, a, an ERP system that is, heavily customized to do all these things that you've done forever, it's hard to overcome that um, without an architecture that allows for that integration uh, and rapid activation of new technologies or new capabilities um, to respond to those types of disruptions that you see in a marketplace or in how you approach your consumer base. Thank you, Eric. Chip, thoughts, please? Yeah, I agree with what everybody's saying. And I, I guess I'll emphasize Arjun's point around the landscape and environment that companies have to support their business models and their customers. It needs to have technical agility in the sense that customers' preferences, behaviors are changing and we need to be able to address them, right? So Arjun gave the example of you know, multi-day shipping down to one-day shipping. It's not just shipping. It's new product offerings. It's, I may I maybe want to buy it in a new way, subscription models, right? So all of those things and the ability to go address them for your customers' demands as the customers' preferences change is important because what we are seeing is customer preferences can change very, very quickly. With COVID, the preference of a customer to be able to get things shipped to their house routinely versus going out to stores 
happen just like that, right? And so the ability to quickly address that and have the technical agility to be able to handle those changes is 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 of, of chief importance when it comes to what companies should be thinking about today. Thank you. Isabel, thoughts, please. Well said, Chip. And I just actually, a rhyme came into my mind back to, to Arjun's kind of topic in the beginning, built to last, because in my mind, everything that is built to last is something of the past. Because applications, how we built them in the future that were siloed, that fed a very specific purpose to make it faster, to make it better, is not the, the problems, the challenges enterprises have the, these days. Chip, you just said everything is changing in the new normal and co companies do not only, let's say, need to modernize their applications, they need to react quickly to new consumer behaviors, to disruptions in their supply chains. And that is back also what Eric said, it's all about platforms these days because processes, enterprises are connected and you need to connect the demand, of course, back to your core. But the way um, you basically build those innovation around because you have to basically use technologies to uh, cater to a new generation of workers, to new generations of um, basically consumers, millennials coming in they work different with enterprises. And they, I always, when, when I go out working with, with enterprises and I see those big old gray ERP applications, <laughs> they are not built for today's times. But you can use the technology, of course, to leverage those assets that you have and really build those agile innovation around that. Because you cannot just rip and replace the past those applications, you have to build around them in order to, to modernize, to transition, and to create, quickly react um, to those new conditions in the new um, reality um, to, to really cater to those new demands that arise on a day-by-day -day basis to be agile and to be innovative. Isabel, you said those big old gray, and I was waiting for the next word, and you said applications. I think <laughs> everybody was on the edge of their seat on that one. Where is she going with this? This is a PC show, not Mac versus PC, just PC. I got such a kick out of that. Thank you all. Arjun, <laughs> Chip is laughing. Arjun, anything you want to add to that? Really good conversation, because I've got a, a statement keyed up for, teed up for Eric next. But Arjun, anything you want to say back to the others? I think I think uh, Isabel summarized it very well. Okay, thank you very much, Isabel. I'm sorry about that. It was just so delightful the way big. Oh, great. Okay, I'm saying. Well, I don't see anybody. Oh, never mind. Okay, let's move on. Eric, I'm looking at your statements. All good information. We've covered a lot of these, uh, but statement number three has some nuggets in here I'd like you to talk about. Eric says, there is a paradigm shift when it comes to enabling strategic advantages. Now, listen up, everybody. Moving away from customization in favor of innovation. Eric, unpack this for us, please. Let's see what you say and then what the panel says. Go ahead. Sure thing. And I think I alluded to this a little bit earlier just to talk about how the way that we seek out or find strategic advantages is changing. And it, it's there's no longer this disconnect between strategy and technology and business. Um, all of them completely rely interdependently on each other. And so I think COVID is, is an example that's allowed us to understand this much more tangibly than what we had in the past. 
but look at what happened when it hit, right? You, you have so many industries where it went from, it didn't matter if you had 50% of the market share or 5% of the market share. The moment that this disruption hit and it hit widespread and it trickled down to essentially every industry that's out there, it became an instant level playing field. And that kind of disruption is where I'm talking about, right? Customizing, there, there's nothing that you're going to do that you just say, oh, this hit, things have drastically changed. We have to rethink our business model or change where we focus. How does our inventory move? How do we reach our customers? How do we create sales? All of that doesn't come through, let's go to the core, build the end-to-end processes a new way so that we can shift to this. Because by the time you've got it figured out, that disruption might have passed. And so this is why innovation is so important and this is so relevant for the edge decor conversation because first the edge decor architecture to begin with having it in place, put you in the driver's seat. From there, it determined what innovations you could do, Mm -hmm. whether it was enabling an e-commerce solution or enabling a direct to consumer path that you didn't have or building out one that was weak. Um, There are many solutions that you can stand and integrate through an edge decor solution very quickly, uh, very rapidly, and with enough flexibility to meet the needs of what you're trying to do uh, or adapt to. And to me, that's where strategic advantage, we think of it in a static state or we think of it consistently, but the reality is there's disruptions now and at scale that we didn't have uh, historically that can literally level a playing field overnight and innovating is the way that you jump out of that and, and come out on top. Thank you, Eric. Great topic. Let's go around the table. Agree or disagree? Mr. Chip Klein-Hexel, you're up. What do you think? Absolutely agree. Um, Innovation is what is going to lead companies through the midst of the disruption that they're facing. Um, And to to kind of play on to what Eric was saying, you know, oftentimes with cloud solutions that are out there, you can innovate and those innovations can stand alone on their own. with, on themselves. You could do spend analysis to have better visibility there. You could have do something to innovate and get better, better information around profitability analysis and leverage machine learning to give you more inf- insights and information. You could do RPA and automation in certain portions of your business to be able to help automate and, and take out manual tasks and leverage, you know, time better for more value. And you can do each of those things standalone, but they also can be a, a multiplier for value when you have a number of different edge innovations out there in terms of the ability to have them go end to end and be able to provide more value across your, your supply chain and your customer experience. Thank you, Chip. Isabel, please join us. Thoughts? Yeah, I want to add a little bit or another perspective to what Jip just said. Yes, innovation is what uh, will lead enterprises um, through those change and disruptions. But from my point of view, the, 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 the point is that they need to do that at scale. We see very often, especially in the areas of those new technologies, be it machine learning, be it blockchain, be it all those new fancy words that we say, they try things out at a very, let's say, small POC environments, but often those projects fail when they try to take it at scale. 
just roughly about 10% of, uh, only 10% of projects in the machine learning space these days actually make it into production. Because all the, let's say, surrounding complexities on data privacy, on basically bringing those models um, at scale, at enterprise grade, this is where a lot of companies are challenged. So it always sounds easy. Yes, we build a chatbot and yes, we, we do uh, an artificial intelligence, uh, add some machine learning into our processes, but really doing that at scale, doing that in an in a, in a enterprise grade way, that is where companies need to rapidly build up skills in order to achieve that. And that is sometimes where you, when you build on enterprise grade platforms mm. who are, let's say, made to build enterprise grade innovation in a compliant, in a process centric way, that is what can give companies the head start to really be ready to do that innovation at scale. Because the more technologies you bring into a mix of building those innovations, the com more complex it gets and the more advanced skill sets company will need to really do that at scale. Thank you, Isabel. Arjun, please join us. Yeah, I, I want to bring a different perspective, especially to the comment um, Eric made around the uh, bringing the level playing field, right? So the, the level playing field now has been established in a way that you have to differentiate and, and differentiation is through innovation. But if you see from a different perspective, connect, the microservices that are available on the cloud, those cloud microservices actually make innovation in a level playing field. So even if you are a mid-sized organization or a large organization who's not invested in innovation a lot, you have a great jumpstart with these cloud-based services. So you don't have to, for example, Isabel was talking about machine learning. You don't have to invest in deep algorithms and deep learning and bring in new talent and scale up. It's already there. You already have a core. Let's connect it and jumpstart. You could, you could actually have as much as an innovation that you know, big other giants who have actually invested heavily in innovation. So it gives you a, a much faster way to, um, you know, play equal uh, in, in the world of innovations. Thank you very much. Eric, this was your topic. Anything you quickly want to say? Because we're getting ready to go into the crystal ball predictions round. But Eric, anything you want to wrap up on that one? Yeah, I'll briefly comment on, on Isabel with the scale and, and Arjun with the level playing field. And I wanted to hit, I think we left behind the customization point, And I just wanted to clarify because when we talk about the edge to core architecture, and you know, this is the kinetic enterprise conversation, and one of those things is the clean RP, and that's really where I'm talking about from moving away from customization. Platforms of the future, uh, that customization is actually the Achilles heel of innovation, because the more that you customize within that core of your, your enterprise, the more difficult it's going to be every time you want to integrate or activate a new edge solution because I've customized the core. Anything that was standard or any microservice that just inherently works with, you know, a, a, an ERP system, uh, there's a potential that you're going to have to do something extra because you've customized within the core. And that's where I see that shift. And that's where I see everybody's focus needs to be in terms of, you know, stop challenging to customize the core and look for what can I do around the edge to achieve the same thing. So that way I have that nimble uh, agility and, and ability to respond quickly. Thank you very much. We have had such a wide ranging 
conversation here on so many aspects of this important topic. Now I want you to all hone in on the future prediction, 60 seconds each, no politics. You can do a topic on the topic, or you can do something on sports if there's a team you like, love, or near you that's playing, little or big. So let's start with Chip Klein Hexel. Chip, what do you predict? 60 seconds max, hit it, go. So my prediction is that with the evolution of cloud platforms and the ability to have innovation there, that the ERP, that old gray ERP, as Isabel said, is going to shrink. (laughs) And we're actually going to see less functionality as we move forward in terms of the roadmap of technology and, and software vendors. You're going to see less functionality be in the core, more and more functionality go into edge cloud platforms, allowing companies to be able to upgrade much faster, much more efficiently. And so this big, powerful ERP we've always talked about, I think is going to get smaller. And I think we're going to see more of that innovation continue to go more and more out in the cloud edge, cloud edge solutions uh, as, we, as we move forward in the years. Thank you. Isabel, 60 seconds, go. So I want to bring it back to the beginning. My prediction is that resiliency will be central in the next normal, be it in our personal lives, but even more so be it in enterprises, because enterprises need to prepare to be resilient, to innovate for the future. And that is true for their the platform, the applications, how they set them, themselves up for success in order to be able to innovate at scale and innovate fast. It's about the skills that they need to to grow and and cope with to to really be ready to drive that innovation. And it's about the approach to bring the technology, the people together in order to innovate for the future. So that resilience to be ready will be key for success. Thank you, Arjun, 30 seconds. Gotta keep it really tight. Go ahead, Arjun, predict. Um, I, Chip actually stole my prediction, but that's fine. Um, but I want to extend his prediction. What's going to happen is uh, the need for architects and, and, and orchestrators to bring all these cloud services together is going to become more and more critical. Thank you. Brief and to the point. Eric Case, that leaves you with 30 seconds. Go. I'll keep it simple. I think my prediction, you're going to see a Seahawks, Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> Super Bowl this year. I see Patrick Mahomes coming in hot. I think he's going to out, outlast Russell Wilson in the end, and, and we're going to have a second Chiefs Super Bowl champions. I haven't had a sports prediction on my shows in ages. Thank you, Eric. Chip is going. My listen, listeners can't see us. We're on Zoom here, obviously, but the the the, the joy from that, Eric. Thank you so much. Everybody just lit up on that one. Thank you to the four of you. What an interesting conversation. I think we took the the court edge topic and expanded it in so many interesting directions. Chip is nodding. We went into resilience. We went into platforms. We went into cloud. We went into customization and innovation. Uh, The one thing we didn't talk about is whose job is it to do all of this? That's always my question is, who is the person who we must, they must, they should, we have to, and maybe that's another topic. I'm talking to Igosa and Carla. Maybe we'll do a topic on whose job is it to do all of this? Interesting topic. So thank you, Chip Klein-Hexel at Deloitte. Always a pleasure. Isabel Petzl, you're a newcomer. 
come back anytime. Just wonderful words of wisdom from you at SAP. Arjun Krishnamurthy at Deloitte, always a pleasure. And Eric Case, another newcomer. Thank you so much for adding your voice to our conversation. Igosa Obak-Palor does so much work behind the scenes, as does Carla Neal at Deloitte in Canada. Carla has worked so hard on the series. She's been working with me on radio for many, many years. And Helen Tomas at Deloitte. And everybody hands together for Aaron Keller, our engineer extraordinaire at Voice America. Come on, clap for Eric. Thank you. Aaron calls himself my sidekick. And he earned that. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Be safe, be smart, be savvy. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Kinetic Enterprise, Built to Evolve, presented by Deloitte. Be sure to join host Bonnie D. Graham next Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Deloitte can help you reimagine everything in order to get the most out of your SAP investments and position your business for tomorrow's demands. Learn more at Deloitte.com SAP. This program is copyright Deloitte Development, LLC. All rights reserved.